We welcome back General Jack Keane, retired four-star general chairman of the Institute for the Study of War, and he's also Fox News senior strategic analyst and also Presidential Medal of Freedom recipient. General Keane, uh, good morning, sir. Thank you for doing this. Uh, good morning, Larry. Always great to be here with you and your audience. Listen, General, I want to ask you about this meeting between uh, Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping. And I'm just going to read a bit from the Wall Street Journal news story. Uh, In a break with indirect pronouncements of past summits, their statement criticized the U.S. by name six times, taking issue with its alliances with Australia and others in Asia and its arms control and other policies. It also opposed any expansion by NATO, uh, which was a central demand, of course. So what are they cooking up? Um, it sounds more hostile than usual, General Keenan. What's it mean, do you think? Well, it is a, it's a growing and developing relationship and partnership, you know, despite the historical and cultural differences that, you know, that they've had in, had in the past. And it, and it grows out of what we're seeing in the, in their joint statement. I mean, this is about countering the United States and its global leadership role that it, that it still enjoys, uh, even though President Xi believes the United States is a declining power and, and China is a rising power. But it, we do have this preeminent leadership role, and in their regions we have associations and, and alliances with partners in the region who are largely – uh, democratic regimes, and these are two very authoritarian regimes who believe in repression at home and and certainly aggression abroad as well. And they're trying to change the balance of power and and the international order as we know it because they don't believe it's in their national interest, and they want to develop their own sphere of influences, uh, much as the United States and Western democracies have enjoyed, you know, since the end of end of World War Two. So, I mean, it's, it's a huge power play, and they see it in their national interest, uh, certainly, to do this, to counter the United States uh, and its allies. And and certainly, this is the first leader that President Xi has, has met with uh, since COVID. I mean, you know, he shut himself down uh, completely. Uh, he's one of the only uh, major leaders in the world who's, who's refused to travel into, internationally. So actually even meeting in the same room uh, with Putin uh, was quite a concession, but it's certainly in his interest, you know, given the prominence and propaganda that's coming from the Beijing Olympics and, and Putin's willingness to go there and be, be a part of all of that. Uh, certainly President Xi has taken advantage of it. But this is, this is a relationship that's growing. And, Larry, it gives us concern. Mm. I, I mean, Xi has – is the – the most rapid-growing military in the world. They outgun us in the Indo-Pacific region, uh, as I've said many times. And one of the concerns that we have is the United States military today is is organized and manned to fight one major conflict, not two, hmm. and hopefully deter another one. And if we had an incident going on uh, with Russia in Europe over the Baltics, uh or Poland or something like that, when NATO was involved and Xi moved on Taiwan, uh, we would be hard-pressed to deal with both of those conflicts at, at the same time. So this is something that is of concern to us. Certainly the, 
the on, not the only way to counter them. Certainly, is with military. We have to do with whole of government. But yes, uh, a concerning development and something that uh, our government is watching very closely, and certainly the Department of Defense and our intelligence agencies are as well. And she did not even throw a bone towards diplomacy as a means of settling the Ukrainian dispute. Now, maybe that's predictable, but some people wished he had. Yeah. Well, I think he's he's doing everything he can uh, to support uh, Vladimir Putin. And, and his statements on Ukraine have become stronger in the last number of weeks. Uh, he had a much more neutral position initially. Hmm. Uh, and I do think we're still in a diplomatic phase, though, dealing with Russia and Ukraine, not trying to change the subject. But I, I do think that phase is still there and, and will be at least for a few weeks. Certainly during the Olympics, there wouldn't be any military movement. And the ground does start to thaw in, uh, in mid-March in Ukraine. It doesn't mean they can't conduct heavy armor operations in the mud. They can. But it's more, just more more challenging. But there is still um, a diplomatic effort taking place that Russia actually acknowledges. Next week, uh, uh, French, Germans, Russia, and Ukraine will meet in something that's referred to as the Normandy format. This is uh, an organization that, that came together informally after the 2014 uh, military incursion into eastern uh, Ukraine, and they've met periodically since this is macron's initiative you know to play a much larger role france does and literally at the expense of the united states you know he believes that that the eu uh, should not be that beholding to the united states and and being their leader and they should have enough initiative themselves to be able to reach out and make deals themselves and that's that's part of this but it, it does have some potential i see or read some more references to a false flag operation by Russia in Kiev or someplace in Ukraine as an excuse for them to take action. <laughs> what what do you think of that? Well, you got to, first of all, it, it's, it's unusual for our intelligence services to provide that to a principal, in this case, I think the Department of Defense. And with the president's uh, permission, you know, they released the... Uh, the uh, the results of that intelligence gathering, and and, and certainly I, I applaud them for doing it because we're we're exposing the fraud that uh, Putin is, is committing here. And I, I always felt we should have pinned the rose right from the beginning when he began to mass these troops in the springtime and then in the in the fall of the year. That there's no provocation for that. There is nothing happening inside Ukraine that would require any of those troops to gather themselves on Ukraine's border. It has always been a big lie. Yeah. And the, he used this false narrative to annex Crimea, and he used it again to enter into eastern Ukraine. So it's not surprising that they would try it a third time, this time uh, evidently some, attempting to make a, a video with bringing in some actors and, and everything to give it additional validity to, uh, to what has taken place. And, of course, what they're trying to create is a situation that the Ukrainians are initiating military action against the separatists and killing civilians uh, in the process, and they're going to use the term committing genocide to arouse 
the Russian population that would support a military uh, invasion into Ukraine to stabilize the the situation. I mean, that's that's the nonsense that this is about. But you can't blame Putin for doing it because he's used it twice before. Mm. All right, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't think Zelensky wants any of that stuff, but we will see. Anyway, General Keene, out of time. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it very, very much.